This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. Um, let's go to Mark 5. I'm debating right now where to go. Mark chapter number 5, verse number 1. And um, I feel this message is, I say this, because I say this out loud, not to say anything other than just to say it, is that a lot of times I get up here to preach, the message is still developing. So I pause and um, I believe the Lord has a word for us today. In Mark chapter number five, you can stand with me. I'm going to read a verse of scripture and... Um, I can't say that I have preached this message or from this scripture before, and so um, bear with me today, and we're just going to fill out the presence of the Lord, because I'm going to deal with some things that I think uh, for the growth of our church. Mark chapter number 5, verse number 1, and they came over into the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes, and when he was come out of the ship. Immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. I think the key there is immediately there met him out of the tombs. A man with unclean spirit. Verse number three, who had his dwelling among the tombs and no man could bind him. No, not with chains. Because, everybody say because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the fetters broke in pieces neither could any man tame him and always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones everybody say he was cutting himself cut himself with stones, but when he saw Jesus, Jesus wasn't even close to him. He saw Jesus afar off. He ran and worshiped him and cried with a loud voice, and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. Now Jesus is speaking to the unclean spirit. The man was talking. Now he's talking to Jesus is talking to the spirit. And he asked him, what is thy name? And he answered, saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there were, now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, send us into the swine that we may enter into them and forth with Jesus. Everybody say, Jesus gave them out, gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea 
they were about 2,000 and were choked into the sea. Let's go to one more verse of scripture. Thank you for standing with me. First Kings chapter number 18. First Kings chapter number 18. I'll let you be seated after I read these short verses of scripture here. First Kings chapter number 18 verses 20. Let's go to verse number 25 and we'll read through verse number 29, I believe it is. And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, Choose you one bullock for yourselves and dress it first, for ye are many, and call on the name of your gods, for ye are many. Call on the name of your gods, but put no fire under. And they took the bullock which was given them, and they dressed it and called on the name of Baal from morning until, until even until noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice. It's amazing when you call on the world, there is no voice that will talk back to you when you need something. Hmm. Nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar because they needed to make a demonstration. We can try to have church by making our own demonstration, but that doesn't cut it. We need the presence of God to show a demonstration. Dressed it, called in the name of Baal in the morning and the evening, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar which was made, and it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is talking, or he is pursuing, or he is in a journey, or pre-adventure he sleepeth and must be awakened. The prophets of Baal, they actually thought and they taught that their gods slept at night. And the prophet here, Elijah, was mocking them because it was daytime and their prophet or their, their God was not, must not, should not be sleeping during the day. Verse number 28, and they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lancets till the blood gushed out upon them. And it came to pass when midday was past, they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that there was that there was neither voice nor any to answer nor any that regarded. I want to preach to you today just a little while on the unintended consequences of sin. Let's pray right now. Jesus. Come on, I need your prayers right now. Let's pray. Let's prepare your heart in the name of Jesus. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Amen. The unintended consequences of sin. 
the word unattended. I'm going to kind of slow it down here today. I, I feel the Lord needs to really speak to us in a, in a different way than he has in the last few weeks. The, under, the word unattended means not planned or something that was meant to happen did not mean to happen. The unattended consequences of people's actions. We may be a part or do something and then we did not have enough foresight to see the consequences of those actions. Young people do not see the consequences of relationships outside of marriage. There are unintended consequences of our actions. The word consequences, a result or effect of an action or a condition. It is a result, an upshot, if you will, an outcome or effect or repercussion, a ramification, a aftermath, a product or an end result of something that has been done. Has anybody had some unattended consequences to your actions? We can all have stories that we have said and told that perhaps you made a choice to do something and you did not see that outcome that actually came out of that. But thanks be unto God, you learned a lesson in Jesus' name. The importance or relevance is a word, another definition for, for consequence. The past is of no consequence, many people will say. The word sin in the Greek language is amartia. It means to miss the mark. Every time we sin, we do miss the mark that God has set for us. The Bible says, I press towards the mark. God has set high standards for us all because he is just and he is deserving of our obedience. Somebody say amen. God deserves obedience. Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. God deserves our best and God deserves obedience. It's not obedience to the man of God. It is obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's amazing when you obey the word of God, there is a different set of consequences that come. There is good consequences that come when you obey the word of God. But when you decide not to obey the word of God, there is a there's different kind of consequences that will happen in your life. So let me today be the sounding board. Let me today be the voice to say there is consequences for sin. I'm going to say it again. There is consequences for sin. And don't point our finger at somebody else. we got to point our finger at ourselves. There is consequences for my sin. There are consequences when we allow sin in the home. There are consequences when we allow sin to infiltrate our mind. There is a consequence when we allow our kids to do things that we know is not right to do, but we allow them to do it anyway. There is going to be a consequence for that sin, not only to them, but unto you. We've all missed the mark. That's why Jesus died. Don't get me wrong. I'm thankful that Jesus died on a cross for me. And it's because of my 
selfish ways. It's because that I have not hit the mark all the time that I am grateful for the cross of Calvary. I'm thankful that Jesus died and bled upon a cross, but I'm even more thankful that he rose again on the third day. And when I've missed the mark, he hit the mark right where it should have been, and he gave me the keys to overcome missing my marks. It is because we all have missed the mark that Jesus died. His blood covers every single sin. What happens, though, when we sin? What are the consequences of sin? I'm glad you asked today because I want to give you some consequences of sin. And hopefully you can put this image in your mind and apply it to your life. I dare you not to look at somebody else's life As I speak this message, I want you to look at yourself. Isaiah 59, 1 through 3. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save. Somebody say amen. God can save and God will save. Neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. God does hear you when you pray. God does hear you when you are found righteous before him. And I'm going to show you how. But your iniquities have separated uh, between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. The Bible says that his ear is not too heavy that he cannot hear. Bible says his hand is not shortened that he cannot save. Neither is ear heavy that he cannot hear, but it's our sin that separates us from the hearing of God. It's our sin that shortens his hand. It's our iniquities. Verse number three, for your hands are defiled with blood and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies and your tongue hath muttered perverseness. What happens when we sin? The unintended consequences is you are turning God's ear away from you. When you don't live a righteous life and you're doing everything you can. And I understand we make mistakes and I understand that we don't mean to have certain feelings or things. and Temptations will come and, and, and we, we battle certain things. But I'm here to tell you today, you can be an overcomer in the midst of temptation. We are not perfect, but we are forgiven. But that doesn't give me, that doesn't give me the right to go sin when I want to sin and just say, oh, the Lord will forgive me. I, no, 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 no. We don't believe in the grace doctrine around here. You can't go out in this world and just do what you want to do and go to heaven. The Bible says narrow is the way. If we believe the grace doctrine, the Bible will say wide is the way that go to heaven. If you don't know what a grace doctrine is, We'll teach on that later, maybe down the road. This is by far the biggest consequence of sin, is separation from God. Every sin is an offense to God, and God cannot be in the presence of sin. Paul said, I die daily. What was he trying to do? He was trying to make sure he was not separated from the love of God. Somebody say amen. That is why if you choose to keep committing the same sins, if you choose to continue to committing the same sins without repentance, you will stop feeling the presence of God in your life. I'm going to preach it, and I'm just going to, 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to, I typed it in a way how I want to say it. So just bear with me for a moment. The Spirit of God will stop speaking to you if you refuse to repent. You say, God doesn't hear me. You're exactly right. And until he hears a repentant heart. Bible says he's an omnipresent God. He's an all-knowing God. So when one sinner begins to cry unto the Lord, his attention changes. His ear changes. His hand changes. He says, now there's somebody that's calling him. Yeah, God sees you at all times, but he, he will respond to a repentant heart. If you choose to keep committing the same sins without repentance, you will stop feeling the presence of God in your life. The Spirit of God will stop speaking to you if you refuse to repent. You will end up confusing. I felt the Holy Ghost in this when I began to think about this. It's about 1 o'clock in the morning, God began to put this this on my heart. And this is where I really believe that people live. You will end up confusing good conscience with God's Spirit. I felt the Holy Ghost in that. Here's the problem with a growing church. Some of us confuse doing and having a good conscience with the presence of God. So when you pray, you satisfy your conscience and not God. We justify our prayers because we got a good conscience and we ultimately want to do what's right in our eyes, so we justify our prayer, but we do not recognize that the Bible says we need to follow His Word and be obedient to His power, to, to His glory. So the unintended consequences of sin is separation from God. And we begin to listen to our good conscience with God's spirit and not listening to God's spirit. When this happens, your good conscience will win out by justifying your prayers and your actions. So what do we do? The Bible teaches us, and I already said it, Paul said, I die daily. There is a reason why I've been preaching on repentance. There's a reason why I feel as though our church needs to have that closeness with God. And the only first step, the first step that I believe that as a church we need to do is we got to die to our selfish nature. We got to die out to our own will and say, God, not my will, but thine be done. Because the unintended consequence of sin is a separation from God. James 4, 17, Therefore to him that knoweth to do good and do it not to him, it is a sin. Therefore my conscience, I know to do good. It's in my conscience to do good. So I'm going to pray on how my conscience, and that must be the Lord. But if you pray and have not repented, then you are praying amiss. Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5 and 19, do not quench the spirit. How do you quench the spirit? The next three verses shares with us. It says, do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. 
abstain from every form of evil. If you take to heart and apply these three verses in your life, you will hear God speaking through the Spirit in your life. Because I'm here to tell you today, we cannot be a church, and I do not desire to be a pastor to live and breathe and preach in good conscience. I want to preach what thus saith the word of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I want to live in the presence of God. Oh, there's a lot of Christians that live in good conscience. There's a lot of pa- families out there that just live in good conscience. They, they live by their ways. They live by their own understanding. But I can't live with my own understanding. i, I got to have my words and my life rooted in the presence of the Almighty God. Somebody say amen. Clap your hands right now to the Lord. I don't know about you, but I want to have the presence of God in my life. I want to move. I want to live. I want God to speak to me. I want God to wake me up in the morning. I want God to talk to me while I'm driving down the road. While I'm going to a hospital room, I want God to sweep in and speak to my life. But I can't have it if I have sin in my life. What kind of church do we want to be? It's the unattended consequences of sin is separation from the voice of God. We miss the mark when we sin. It is the second thing I want to share with you today. It is harmful to you. The first is, yes, it separates me from the voice of God. It separates me from the hand of God. It separates me from the ear of the Lord. But it is also when I sin. The unintended consequences is that it is harmful for you. We look at Solomon and Gomorrah were two of the most reprehensible cities known to man. They were so filled with sin that God could no longer hold back his wrath. The unattended consequences of sin is God saying, I can't deal with this place much more. The unattended consequences is God is going to bring judgment upon your soul and ju- I don't mean to preach in this fashion, but I'm here to tell you, we have got to have the mindset that sinning in this world is wrong, and it separates me from God, and it is harmful for my future. God knew that Lot and his wife were dedicated to him, so he sent two angels to warn them to leave before the destruction of the cities. In Genesis 19 and 17, and as the angels brought them out, one said, Escape for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape into the hills, lest you be swept away. Lot understood, and he obeyed. He took his wife and his daughters out of the city. He tried to get his future son-in-laws to flee too, but they thought he was just joking and messing around. Let me tell you, the pastor is not joking, nor am I messing around here today. When they they were out of the city, Lot's wife disobeyed. The unintended consequences of sin and not obeying the word of the Lord is you will lose a loved one that's sitting very close to you. You will lose people that will fall by the wayside. The unintended consequences of sin, it will destroy you. Lot's wife looked back 
And she became a pillar of salt. God takes sin seriously. Why? Which is why we should always choose His way instead of our way. Bible says His ways are above my ways. His thoughts are above my thoughts. His ways are so much superior to my understanding. And if I get to that understanding and I want to hear the voice of one that is greater than me, then I have to bridge that gap of separation because I don't want anything to only happen to my walk with God, but I don't want anything harmful to happen to me. Many of us can look, you can look in your life and you can look in your heart and of the sin that you have committed in your life, now you are dealing with the unintended consequences of your sin. I'm not saying everything is going to be easy. I'm not saying everything is going to be cherry and red roses. But there are consequences for sin. And yes, there are sin that happens in our life. God, I'm thankful that God has brought me to where I am today. And I have learned my lesson in dealing with sin. I have learned my lesson. When you allow sin in your home, your home will be destroyed. When you allow sin in your mind, sooner or later it's going to come out of your mouth. And it's going to plant a seed in your heart. And you'll start living and doing things you thought you would never do. One man said it this, and I've said it before. Sin is fun for a season, but it's carrying you to a place of bondage. It is taking you to a place of unintended consequences. Second thing, it is harmful to others. When you choose to run your life instead of letting God guide you, catastrophic events can happen. King Herod was an evil man, full of selfish ambition. He was troubled when he heard Jesus had been born. He discovered where Jesus was born, but God, being omniscient and all-knowing, led Jesus away safely through Joseph and Mary to Egypt. Herod's rage led to a massive destruction after he realized that Jesus had been led out of, out of Bethlehem. Matthew chapter number 2, verse number 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men became furious and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all the region where who were two years old or under. Herod's sin cost the life of many innocent children. The un Unintended consequences of sin is you'll do things that are so unimaginable. You'll think, I, how in the world did I get here? It's because there was a root of sin that was not repented from, and you kept repenting that sin over and over. And you find yourself in a place of bondage. The next thing I want to tell you to the unintended consequences of sin is the sin is a catalyst for more sin. Sin gives birth to sin. And sin will grow in your life until it encompasses your life and then people can't recognize you anymore. You ever see a before and after of a drug addict? 
Once they looked healthy, but just a few months and weeks under a pill or under a, under the under the shot in the vein, all of a sudden they looked completely different. The unintended consequences of that moment of joy, that moment of the feeling of getting out of this earth, if you will, is to look completely different uh, but I'm glad to know I have a remedy when Jesus came into my heart uh, God forgave me of my sin I began to be washed by the baptism of the Holy Ghost that before and after picture is the most beautiful thing that you could ever see because now I walk in Christ Jesus uh, I'm glad all things are passed away and all things become new sin is a catalyst for more sin when unintended consequences happen, we get upset about our circumstance and our attitude changes because of the sin. Instead of saying, God, forgive me, we say, God, why did you do this? And we start pointing the finger. What sin should do, it take us to an altar of repentance, not cause us to have a bad attitude, not because us to have a bad spirit, but what sin does is it causes us to have a deeper sin and have a deeper attitude and more resolve all about the sin that we committed. Sin begets sin. I can say this because there is a thing out there called, and I, 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 I kind of wobble wafer back and forth on this, but it's a the, the, the sin of the generational curse. There is a generational curse out there that as a father I can give down to my kids but I choose to give them a generational blessing. I choose to give them a generational blessing of the word of God. Yeah, I can teach my kids to do a lot of things that are wrong in this world, but I'm thankful I have chosen to give them the joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. I'm so thankful. And it's been hard the first two weeks we're doing homeschool with our kids. Well, Daddy's trying. And I'm learning a lot, and they're learning a lot, but the greatest joy to me is when they begin to study the Word of God and at home. And Ellie comes to me. She said, Dad, I learned John 1, 1 through 5. And she begins to quote John 1 through 5. And the next week she said, Dad, this person believes in the Trinity. That's not what the Bible says because John 1, 1 says this. I'm here to tell you today, your greatest gift to your future is the Word of God. The greatest gift I can give to my family is bringing them to the house of God because there are unattended consequences of the word of God that I may not see. I see the blessings of God in the word of God, but I still don't understand the majesty of God. And if I obey him and I do what the word of God says, he will blow my mind. He will do things through our family that I can only dream of. He can do things in our church that we can only hope for. But we just begin to obey the Word of God. I about picked up a book, but I didn't want to read it. That said, seven ways, or seven ways, or seven things, or um, the autopsy of a dead church. Seven ways to diagnose a dead church. I didn't want to pick it up because I don't want to put that in my mind. 
And it was at a Christian bookstore. And I can appreciate what the guy's saying. But I looked at that book, and that's why I opened up the service, or when I got up here today, is I'm thankful I'm part of a life, of a life, a life-giving church. I'm glad I don't have to pick up a book and says you need to deal with the autopsy of your church. I got the autopsy of my church, of this church here today, and that is that we are an overcomer through Christ Jesus our Lord. Sin begets sin. Another eternal, uh, the unintended consequence, it is an eternal death sentenced to unbelievers. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin, oh, it'll pay you. But you cannot repay. The only way, the only person that can pay the wages of your sin, he already did it. His name was Jesus Christ. He died on a cross for me. Bible says the wages of sin is death. It is my prayer that this verse really speaks to you today because the wages of sin, some of you are in the wages of sin right now and things are going okay. So your conscience is saying, I don't need God. So you confuse your conscience for the word of God. Therefore, because you don't want to read the word of God because it'll show you in your conscience what you need to do to live for the Lord. So we rebuke the word of God and say, God, I don't want any of that because I feel like I'm going to make it. No, the only way that I can make it to heaven is get the word of God in my life and the Bible says his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path what are you saying pastor I know there is a thing that will separate us from God 1 Kings chapter number 18 and Mark chapter number 5 are the unattended consequences of sin the unattended consequences of sin You have a man who did some things. The Bible doesn't say anything about his life other than he was a demoniac that I found. And he was a man that he was separated from God, no doubt, but he was separated from his family. He was hiding in caves. He was ashamed. Uh, The Bible says he was naked. He lost his clothing. There was no man that could tame him. There was nothing that could hold him. There was nothing that anybody could do to correct him. There was nothing that any, and that's where we are, many of us in this life. The unintended consequences is shame. The unintended consequences is loneliness. The unintended consequences is naked in this world. The unintended consequences is we have lost sight of our family. But oh, I see Jesus coming a long way off. And I wonder if you can look under Jesus because the Bible says, I know where my help comes from. It comes from the Lord. And I'm here to tell you, the Lord is about to walk by in this place. The Lord wants to reach down into your soul and see the unintended consequences of your life and just with one word he can speak to you. Uh, Bible says I couldn't imagine this man ever thought that he would cut himself with stones. He never thought that one day he would be in a cave. He never thought that one day he would be running around naked. He would never thought that one day he would have a legion of devils in him. He never thought that one day, but just took one root of sin, one thing that separated him from God. But oh, thank thank God today that Jesus is walking by. Thank you, Jesus, for you have not come yet. So we have a moment. We have an opportunity to rectify our walk with you 
find Mark 5. That, that man saw Jesus afar off. After those unattended consequences. After cutting himself. After destroying his very life. Nobody could help him. There is no voice around him that could help him. Many of us have gotten to the place so wrapped up in sin that you won't hear the voice of God. You won't hear good advice from friends. And you've isolated yourself from all points of life because even when people try to help you, you have pushed them away because of what sin has happened into your life. Sometimes no man can help you. And yeah, I believe that there are things that people can do and say and you can go through programs and all those things are great. But the greatest answer that I have is your acceptance of who Jesus is and who what Jesus has done. And just one time of prayer, just one moment of repentance, one moment of living for the Lord and say, God, I die out myself to you. And I ask you, God, to sweep over my soul with the power of the Holy Ghost. I don't want to walk the same walk. I don't want to live the same life. I'm tired of cutting myself. I'm tired of destroying myself. I'm tired of doing these things because nothing but sin is begetting sin in my life and I want a new change that's why David preached creating me a clean heart oh God renewing me a right spirit but what was he saying I don't know the consequences of sin but I know the consequences of prayer and that is a sound mind that is a made up mind that is a mind full of joy and peace in the Holy Ghost first kings Chapter number 18, the prophets of Baal, the unintended consequences. They thought they were going to get out there and do a jig and show how powerful Baal was. But when Elijah began to provoke them, when Elijah began to talk about them and say, oh, is your God sleeping? He's probably on a journey. He's probably pursuing other things. He must be asleep. He must be doing all these things. The unintended consequences of their sinful worship was to cut themselves. Stand upon the altar. Perform a demonstration. I don't think they ever really uh, had intended to cut themselves. I don't think they ever really got to the place when they first got a part of worshiping Baal. Do you think this will, you know, it's like the, the first interview going into the Baal uh, prophecy. Um, uh, Mr. Raphael, uh, would you be considered to whip yourself with a lancet and cut yourself? If you are, you're accepted into the prophecy of Baal. The unintended consequences. No person in their right mind would say, hey, this is what we do. And you walk, you know, that sounds real good about right now. Sin, it leads me to cutting myself with stones. Sign me up. Sin, yeah, it, it causes me to be separated from my family. It causes me to lose my income. It causes me to scratch my head. I have no friends. Sign me up. I want to be a part of that. No one signs up for the end result of sin. No one understands where sin will take you. But oh, let me tell you one thing. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Let me give you the intended consequences of Jesus. The intended consequences of living for the Lord is joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. 
You say, Pastor, how does that work? I'm glad you asked. I'm here to tell you, when you surrender, truly surrender your heart to God, and you humble yourself before the Lord, the Bible says in Mark 5 that the man saw Jesus, and the Lord dealt with that unclean spirit. I'm here to tell you today, you need God to look down into your life and deal with your unclean spirit, deal with the sin in your life, and say, you got to go, because now I'm on the scene, and now this man is going to walk in his right mind. The intended consequences of God is to give you a right mind. Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That man was double-minded for a moment because he knelt down and worshipped God but still had demons in him. He still had sin in him. So that tells me I can bow down and worship God and still have sin in my life. But the Lord had to reach down into the heart of that man and deal with the unclean spirit. I'm here to tell you today, I don't want to live for the Lord and put on a show and say I'm living for God. That's a bunch of hogwash and that is something that will lead you down a road of destruction. But I want to say, create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew in me a right spirit today, Jesus. And God will give you his consequences. Mm. Let me just share this with you. Yes, we have to deal with the consequences of sin. God, I truly believe that God will not bail me out of what I behave myself into. Some of us are looking for a bailout. God is not in the, in the business of bailing you out. He's in the business of forgiving you and then making sure you know a way out. If you come to an altar and ask God just to remove everything in your life and put things back in order, that's not the way it works. God understands faith. Faith without works is dead. So what God is saying, you commit your life to me, and we wash away those sins, and you're going to go back home and deal with the same things, but I'm going to be there with you this time, and I'm going to be there talking to you this time, because my ear is not turned anymore, and my hand is not shortened anymore, so you're going to walk into that home, walk into that job, walk in front of that family and you're going to walk differently because now you got somebody with you. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego had somebody with them in the fiery furnace. They st- the king said, "I there is somebody else in that fire. How many did we put in there? I know my counting skills have not lapsed since I went to school, but I see the fourth in there, and it looks like the Son of God. I'm here to tell you today, people can look at you. They don't walk the way. Things don't touch them like they used to touch them. In fact, I think there's somebody walking with them, and certainly they are walking with the presence of the Almighty God. Some of you are dealing with the unintended consequences of sin. The unintended consequences of sin. And you don't know if you can live for the Lord and deal with those consequences. I'm here to tell you what the Bible says. I can do through Christ who strengthens me. And when I am weak, I am. That verse of scripture is very powerful. 
Philippians, I believe it is. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Bible says when I am down, he strengthens me. And when I get so high, everything is going right, God will strengthen me to pull me back down where I need to be. That when, when everything is going right, God puts me in a place that I don't get conceited. And I don't get prideful. And I don't get to thinking I got it all worked out. God will humble you one way. I prefer to humble myself before the Lord and not let pride take over me. And when I am weak, then am I strong. I'm here to tell you today, some of us are dealing with the unattended consequences. of You didn't plan it. You didn't mean it. But these are the unattended consequences. And the only way out that I know of is found in the Word of God. And it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. What do you need today? Seek God. What do you want today? Seek God. I may not know what God's going to give me, but give it to me anyway. Because every good and perfect gift comes from above. I'm done. Let's Let's stand together right now. I didn't get to the book of James, but that can wait. Hear this pastor here today. I'm not upset at anybody. I'm tired of the devil deceiving us that we have to live under our authority. And under, the, under our blessings that where God wants to take us. I truly believe that Many may be wondering here right now that if you give your, guy, give your life to the Lord in the way you know how to give your life to the Lord, then you got to go home and face the music of life. Maybe it's not in the home. Maybe it's life. Well, everybody will wonder what happened to me. Well, that's a great time for a testimony. This is what the Holy Ghost does. It gives us boldness. And sometimes the Holy Ghost, we think the Holy Ghost is just something for me and and then I got to go face the world I say come on world you ain't got nothing for me anyway I'm going to take you on see there's an attitude change that we got to have there's no room for woe is me being a Christian that's nothing but the devil deceiving you to think you are less than what you are some of us need to get a revival of our spirit and take the reins with the Lord and say, God, show me which way to take. Give me a word today. Show me your love today. Show me mercy today so that I can show mercy. There are people in this community that need God. That need God. There are people in your home that need God. So there's got to be a voice in the home that worships God and be a demonstration of what God to do. Because the devil is putting on a demonstration that is intimidating us. It intimidates us. All the devil is doing is when you feel like you can't live for the Lord, you are being intimidated by the devil. That's part of his plan is to intimidate you saying you can't, that you can't. And the devil knows 
all you have to do is call upon the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says resist the devil and he has to flee. The Bible says in Malachi dealing with tithes and offerings, he's got to rebuke the devourer. I rebuke the devil in Jesus' name. I rebuke him right now in Jesus' name. Say one more thing, and this altar is going to be open. The altar is open anytime. If you want to come and pray right now, this altar is open. I'm here to tell you right now. Now, Scripture says, "If God be for us, who can be against us?" The unintended consequences of sin. Separation destroys my family, destroys my livelihood. And then when you turn over the Lord, then you're going to have to go through where God is going to help you through, recover all that has been taken from you. I'm here to tell you today the Lord is about to get off the ship of the Sea of Galilee. God is looking for an immediately somebody respond to the Lord. Immediately respond to the Lord. I wonder if we could raise our hands right now and begin to call upon the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Some of you have lost loved ones because of the unintended consequences of sin. Some of your homes are upside down because of the unintended consequences of sin. You didn't mean it to happen. You'd hoped it wouldn't happen. You, you prayed that it wouldn't happen, but that's just the consequences of sin. And it's time to right the ship. It's time to take a step towards Jesus. Come before him. Let him speak to your sin. And say, I forgive you in the name of Jesus Christ. And you can walk out of here a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things passed away, all things become new. So this is how we're going to pray. I'm not going to give you the words to say, but I'm going to ask everybody in this place to repent. Let's bridge that separation gap right now. Come on, let's pray right now. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy upon my soul. Lord, I don't want there to be anything between me and you. I want your ear to hear what I pray. I want your eyes to see me. I want your hand of love to reach out to me. I do not want to shorten your promises. I don't want to remove the hand of blessing. And sin has caught an unintended consequence in my life. I didn't mean for it to take go this far. I didn't mean to walk away from you from this long. I didn't mean for this to happen. But Lord, here I am. The demoniac didn't mean for it to be that far and walk out far away. He never thought he would cut himself. He never thought that he would be naked in a cave. 
but the unintended consequences of dealing with sin takes us down a road that we are not prepared to go down. Father, speak to us right now. Let holiness come right now in this room. Let a sovereign move of God begin to flow through this place. is coming. I feel the Lord's presence in this room right now. He is waiting for somebody to reach out to him so he can turn his ear. He can reach down with his hand. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Come on, if you feel the need to come to this altar, I, I invited all of us to come to this altar right now. I feel the presence of the Lord. Come on, let's come, let's pray. Let's seek the face of God. Let's seek the face of God. Let's love the Lord. Let's worship Him. Let's magnify the name that is above every name. Maybe you just got resentment. Maybe you're angry. Maybe you're hurt because of circumstances. Don't let those unattended consequences Take you down a road of bitterness. Don't let confusion take you to heartbreak. That will take you to anger. That will take you to a murderous rage. You say, Pastor, that would never happen. Oh, just wait till the devil gets a hold of you. He'll get you addicted to this world. He'll get you to get addicted to the cares of this world. And you will see in good conscience that all those things were okay. But what you're really doing is walking away from the word of God. Come on, let's cry on the Lord while the Lord's getting off that ship at the Sea of Galilee. He is walking upon the shores and he's looking for people that are willing to cry unto him and to worship him and to love him. Come on, let's pray right now in the name of Jesus. Let's pray right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray. Let's get a hold of God right now. I don't want to have to prime you or pump you or cheerlead you. I just know that there are people in here that need Jesus, that need God, that need a delivering hand of Jesus, that, that need to be, to be pushed to an altar, to be said, you've got to find yourself in the hand of the one who has all authority in heaven and in hell.
prayer time like this, it's okay to kneel at your seat and kneel down and say, God, I humble myself before you. I've tried to figure it out on my own. I, I can't do it anymore. I, I've had unattended consequences. I, I didn't think it would go this far. I didn't think I would live this way. But oh, grace be unto the Lord. I feel, I feel a spiritual battle about to happen right now. There's a war raging between your flesh and your spirit. Uh, your flesh doesn't want to surrender, but your spirit uh, is crying out to God. Oh, right now, Jesus, uh, I back down my flesh. Uh, I back it down. I let it submit to your spirit. Uh, and I raise my hands to a worthy Savior. to see that the Lord he is good
Linda, I love you. I know your family's going through a rough patch. Isaiah's father. Sometimes we don't know how to deal with those things. But this world is getting worse, y'all. And the devil ain't going to give up. But I'm thankful the Lord ain't giving up either. And while I still have breath in my body, I'm going to love Jesus Christ with everything that I have. In the name of Jesus. Let's pray. In closing here today, I pray that this message sticks in your bones today. I'm going to pray before I go to bed tonight. And when I'm going to pray, that you're reminded of the consequences of sin. And every time a bad outcome happens because the roots of sin in this world, that you would grow more and more disgusted with this world. And I'm going to be praying for you, praying for your soul. Because the Bible says, I'm going to take an account for your soul. See, when I go to heaven, I have to answer for you. I have to answer for you. And if I don't warn you of the consequences, then I won't make it to heaven. In the name of Jesus. God, right now. In the name of Jesus. God, help us not to confuse good conscience with your spirit. Lord, I love you. I praise you. Help us, Lord, to have a resolve to serve you like none other. Because you are coming. The end is near. And I want to be ready. In the name that is above every name. In the precious name of Jesus. In the precious name of Jesus. Lord, I, I pray that they, this group of people understand how much I love them. And that I care for them. And I care for their soul. In the name of Jesus. I give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Amen, amen. Once, before you leave, greet somebody. Build a relationship with somebody here. If you don't know somebody, introduce yourself. Share the love of Jesus Christ with somebody. Amen. Everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.